Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor, part of the Workplace series interviews. Today we're interviewing Nathan Eaves, whose business is the art of selling. Um, welcome, Nathan. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. That's all right. It's a pleasure. Tell us a bit about your business first. Um, and I do know you've got two, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss one at a time, I think. Um, the Art of Selling Limited is a platform for small businesses um, who haven't got the, um, the skill set to go out and actively really sell their products or services. Um, we're in business for a reason. We want to do well, we want to make a difference, and we believe in what we do. Now we just need to learn how to sell what we do, because that's the hardest hurdle. Um, to me, sales is your bottom line. If you're doing well, your bottom line's going up. If you're not doing well, your bottom line's going down. That's sales. If you're putting in the effort and you're getting the sales, it's going up. Yeah. If you're not, it's going down. Yeah. Um, so basically, the art of selling is a platform um, for small businesses to learn how to actively use selling as part of their strategy rather than thinking oh, I've got to sell yeah because that is quite daunting isn't it, it? Is. yeah so what made you start your business I've been in sales for over 15 years um, and I love selling absolutely love it and the businesses that I get involved in um, I always find the weakest arm is the sales arm um, yeah. and I'm in my element there uh, when I had the opportunity to start fresh and set up the art of selling, I, um, I was thinking beforehand, what do I do? I've uh, invested in myself in selling since I started. Um, I do quite a lot of courses myself um, because you never know what you need to know and what, what you, you already know and it's not there in the front of your yeah. mind. Um, but no, I, I was thinking, what can I do? It was more of a test really. So I came out and uh, thought, I'll see if I can get small businesses to sell more and actively ask people for the business because you don't really see it much now. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. So, um, as I said, you've actually, I've alluded to that you've got two businesses. So what's the other business that you do? Um, there's a secret. I've got quite a few businesses. Oh, right. Uh, sorry, I'm involved in a quite a few businesses. All right, intriguing. Um, yeah. Um, we set up a car leasing business last year. Yeah. Not last year. Year before. Yeah. Time uh, flies, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Um, car leasing business is um, exactly that, six to nine month leasing on top end cars. Mm. Um but in all honesty, my involvement on that is coming out. Um, I look after the sales team. And now that I'm part of uh, the art of selling, I've come out and I'm now contracting in as part of the art of selling to do what I was doing before. Right. Um, the other businesses, there's a number of them. I, I like investing in people and I like investing in businesses. Um, so when I'm invested in it, I, I like to be involved and, and help them grow. That's that's great. That's really good that you want to develop and, um, and give people opportunities because there are a lot of people who don't think like that. Yeah. So um, and it's essential for this country to grow and for ourselves to grow as well. So yeah. Um, so what previous experience has really played a part in this new business? What experience has made me want to do the art of selling? Yeah. So. Wow. That's an impressive question. Um, I suppose, for me, when I go into uh, an office, if it's corporate or not, um, and you see the, the, the sales team or people who don't have the, not experience, but the, 
the confidence to pick up the phone or to make an appointment to go and see somebody. Mm. Um, the experience, really, the, the, the biggest wow for me is when you've helped somebody solve a big problem that they've got. Yeah. And you've benefited from it as well. And, and it must knock on to other parts of their life as well because it's that confidence that if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. Well, for argument's sake, look at the cars. When somebody wants um, a top-end car, yeah. um, it's nice to be able to provide that. Some people can't afford a top-end car, but to have one for six months of their life makes it their dream yeah. possible. So if you wanted a Lamborghini for six months <laughs> of your life, then it's possible. You don't yeah. have to sign up for a 270 or however much money they, they cost. You don't have to worry about that sort of cost. I'd never thought of it that way. So that, yeah, that's really, somebody could be having this dream part, their bucket list. Yeah. And there you are giving them this opportunity, knowing it's not they're not stuck with it, with something they can't afford for a longer period. So that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, really like that. So um, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned since you started in business? So the biggest lesson that I've learned in business is to... You need to look at it like an eagle. Business, you need to look... If you're a business owner, you need to look at it like an eagle. Right. Above it. You need to look at the business. Not not look at the, what it is on paper or anything like that. Yeah. But look at what's going on all the time. Making sure that you know what sales are coming in. What things are going out. Yeah. Where your suppliers are. If you can understand the net of your business fully, then things don't go wrong. Yeah. If you're too much involved in the business to see what's actually going on in the business, which happens so often, yeah. everything is a reaction. And yeah. if you react, it's not going to have the best influence in the business. Yeah. So look at it like an eagle. Look at it from above. What can you see? Yeah, and, and I would totally agree with that because to develop your business, to grow, you actually have to stand outside of it and look in and, and, and that's essential and I don't think most business owners do that often enough. To be honest, I didn't do it when with my old business. I shut the old business down um, and it's only coming out of it that I learned that really yeah. I was a business owner but I was an employee. I was yeah. working like an employee, not like a business owner. Yeah. And they're two completely different. That mindset between an employee mindset and a business owner mindset are completely different. Mm. Um, yeah. And I suppose, well, to me, that plays into um, strategic leadership. Yeah. And that's another um, type of um, thing that you need to think about as a business owner. Yeah. Um, and what amazes me is how many business owners don't actually think, well, I'm the leader of my business. So what's my style? How am I presenting myself? Am I looking at really what my overall vision and goals are? Um, and that's the sort of thing I help with. Yeah. Um, and particularly in relation to getting employees on board. Yeah. So it, it is essential that you do that looking in. Yeah. Definitely. Know your weaknesses. Yeah. Own your weaknesses. Yeah. It's all right yeah. knowing that you're not very good at something, but you've got to own it and get help. Yeah. Um, if that's an employee or if that's a mentor or if that's a coach, whoever that is, you need help. Get that help. If you can't afford it at the time, find a way. Yeah. 
and and I think I think that's the other thing that stands out to me is that it's about developing all the time. I've recently been working with a business where it's got really great potential because it's around robotics, um, and you can see that there is a significant growth there that they could make. And finally, what I'm seeing is having worked with them for about a year, that we're starting to get that actually we we've got some dreams, we've got some visions, and we're now doing um, project planning to make sure that we actually hit it and do it properly Brilliant. so um, so it's fantastic it is a lovely experience when you watch yeah. a business do that isn't it it's Nathan? nice to see them grow it's yeah. really nice to see them grow and I, and I think the thing that stood out to me as well was about you know when you when you went in and you helped them um, with doing telephone calls and I can always remember as an employee starting to do debt management and oh my gosh wasn't that frightening I can imagine yeah so anything that gives you that confidence and that ability to know the lines that you need to say but to make it as human and that's the big thing it's yeah, got to be human exactly yeah, yeah. so no what a, what, a, what a great role you've got yeah. so yeah um, what's the biggest challenge you've faced since being in business biggest challenge I face um, honestly is dealing with negativity negativity comes in so many different ways um, it can come from family saying yeah. you need to go and get a job yeah. really come on grow up go get a job um, it can come from friends when they say that yeah I'd love to do that I'd love to do this I'd love to do that but that is actually quite that self dramatization is really yeah. mind-numbing for you um, so it's just another negative path that comes in um, things happen which makes it more negative yeah. and it makes you think that you want to go and cry and get out of your PJs and do some work rather than um, yeah. working at home and uh, not being <laughs> in your PJs um, but in all honesty it's the, the negativity um, that's the one hurdle that has been the hardest hurdle for me is negativity comes in so many different paths mm, and it can and it can really it um, stop you. you in your tracks as well yeah. can't it and you can and you can you can go off track so I, I think you're right um, and when you're building your business up first um, you do seem to get a lot of negativity why are you doing that what you're bothering for go and get a real job like you say yeah. so yeah so you've got to be a certain type of person to keep on driving forward I think to you've do. made the risk yeah now see it through that's how I see it but when people are being negative around you you've really got to own in on that and yeah. really stand proud of that but it's difficult with the negativity yeah it is but it sounds like you've got the right attitude and you'll go far so um what, what tip one tip that stands out on sales that can make a huge difference to the business okay so in sales the biggest problem is rejection because we hate rejection mm. that's what stops us when we're selling in our tracks completely if we get rejected we take it to heart and yeah i do <laughs> But it, it's not it's not personal yeah have you ever been on the uh, the receiving end of a telesales call yeah do you take it personally when you tell them to go away politely or impolitely no so why would they yeah rejection is one of those big things that actually we make it bigger than it is mm. and there's a really big tip that I'm happy to give you um, to reduce your rejection levels significantly and that's qualify the people you talk to about what you do if they are somebody who is legitimately right. interested in what you do, yeah. they're less likely to reject you. Yeah. Whereas if you're talking to anybody and everybody, yeah. bad move by the way, but if you are, yeah. you're going to get rejected left, right and centre. If you can qualify somebody to see if they have an interest in what you do, then you're less likely to get rejected. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by qualifying? Um, 
fragment takes, the easiest way of working it out is I'm going to use cars because I like cars. Yeah. Um, what car does somebody else drive that you want to sell a car to? Do they drive a car that you actively own or you sell? Yeah. If they do, fab, they're already invested in your business, but not you. Yeah. So how often do they change their car? What's their itch cycle is what it's called. Yeah. Find out when they change it. Yeah. Because you don't want to be selling to them after a year if they change their car every three years. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to go out in three years' time if they change it every year. So you need to work out that itch cycle. And that's just asking questions. What mm -hmm. colour do they like and why do they like it? It sounds silly, but that means that when you go and talk to them about their car, yeah. you already know what colour they want. You already know what size, shape, everything about that car you want, they want. So when you actively go into sales mode to sell a product to them, you have in your head they want this size car, they want this colour, roughly this price because that's how much they're paying at the moment Yeah. because you, you can work it out and they're going to be looking for a car roughly January next year. So that goes in your CRM system, bop on January next year, or December next year, give them a call saying we've got a really, really good offer coming up, mm -hmm. never say deal, um, really good offer for them to get involved with. So I, th I think there were several tips in there really because um, you said don't use deal for a start. Another thing that I pick out was that have a CR, CRM system. You can't be a salesperson without CRM. No, but it's amazing how many people don't have it and I must admit that's one of the last things I've put in place. So yeah. I have to really confess there yeah. that it's been a steep learning curve and that would be one of my um, things that I've learned as I've gone along that you can't just do it willy-nilly you've got to be you've got to be organized and if considering not, I'm organizing everything else it's very <laughs> weird so the great thing about not having um, CRM and then going into it is when you're starting out you can remember most things so you don't really need it however if you want to be professional yeah you, you have it because I have a conversation with somebody that I haven't seen for say six months I can't remember what that conversation was my CRM system will tell me that yeah. So that comes across as you care. You've already got an icebreaker because you've got history already. Yeah. Use the icebreaker rather than going over and say, "Oh, I think I met you at a networking or yeah. um, was it in a car?" That's unprofessional. Yeah. If you can hit somebody's heartstrings straight away, oh, I remember seeing you at the event that we were at. Do you remember? Yeah. That's how people buy. Yeah, and and I always remember a lady I met right at the beginning who noted down. Um, because she was very much building her LinkedIn up. Right. And what she would do was note down exactly where she'd met them all. And like you say, all the details. And, then, and she'd keep these notes and then she'd send a note on LinkedIn asking to connect with, oh, you know, how, how's your daughter going? And she was very, very spot on. Yeah. So really, and it was working for her definitely. So yeah. One of the great things that I know about sales and I know it sounds like it's all hard work having a CRM system, making mm. sure you qualify people and, and all the other tips and techniques that there are. It's hard work. People don't go into business to become salespeople. However, sales is a profession, a profession yeah. that unlike m any other profession, it's the highest paid, hardest work you'll ever have. But it's also the lowest paid, easiest work you'll ever get. Right. That transition yeah. is amazing. The more you put into sales, the yeah. more you will get out. Yeah, I, I can imagine actually, yeah. Whereas so. if you're in another profession, you, you, you're not capped at your income, but there's a there's a, a marketplace value for certain things, whereas sales, there isn't. It's just the more you sell, the more you earn. Yeah, very true.
Yeah, so that was really useful. Thank you, Nathan. Um, I, I did notice you were a manager in your previous life, and that's what you put... Was it the Shrub and Grub, wasn't I, it? I owned it, yeah. Yeah, I you owned it. it. Um, what key lesson did you pick up there around managing employees? Managing employees, that was the biggest learning curve for me, managing employees. Um, we had good ones, we had bad ones, um, and they probably think the same about me. <laughs> um, you're not going to be their best friend, so don't try and be. No. Um, there is a pecking order. Um, I don't say that as in a, uh, a horrible meaning. I mean that more that when you give instruction, it's because you're giving instruction. Um, and you need to believe in that instruction. If they have other ideas, hear them out by all means, because they might actually have good ideas. Yeah. Because they do. But if you still want them to do what you want them to do, you've got to stick to your guns. Yeah. It's like raising children. I'm, I'm learning at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how old are your children? I've got a five-month-old baby. Oh. So I don't bless. know too much yet. You're right. I'm getting there. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what would be your number one piece of advice for people who want to start their own business? Start. Just do it. Don't think about anything other than getting going because if you don't get going you never will and you can have the idea on the back of a fag packet if you want I know I'm, that's old school but you can have that idea and go yeah. for it there is plenty of advice out there to help you for free there's plenty of advice out there that's even better that's not free but if you do not get started you never will you'll always have something in the way to yeah. stop you if you've got an idea to start a business just do it I think that's a really sound piece of advice because we're often put off. So yeah, totally agree. Sounds great. Um, now going slightly off beaten track, who or what is your inspiration? Um, I have a number of inspirations. Um, my wife is very good at keeping me on track. She's a, an accountant by trade, so uh -huh. she's very organised and very method methodological. That's one of the words I can't say. Yeah, and me. Um, <laughs> So that keeps you on the straight and yeah. narrow. Um, there's people out there like Matt Frazier, who's the uh, number one CrossFit, is the fittest man on the planet for like the fourth year running. Um, right. He's an inspiration because he does it in such a way that it inspires other people. Yeah. So he's number one, and everybody knows he's number one. Yet he starts, and he has to do the exercises and the, the um, workouts like everybody else, and it hurts him, but he just battles through it. And no matter what, he will walk off at the end to become first. He'll just walk off from that workout, that killer workout that would literally put me at six foot under. <laughs> that workout, he'd just walk off it as though it was nothing. Yeah. But during it, he would show you that it, it is vigorous. Yeah. Um, but he's also like 30 hours ahead of everybody else doing the workouts. <laughs> it's just an inspiration that no matter what, everybody else is in the same boat as you really. Yeah. But you can step up. And the best way to do that is to be present and step up. Yeah, I think that's sound advice, yeah. Okay, um, what's the biggest tip you would share with other business owners for them to take away from this podcast before we finish? Love sales. Honestly, love it, because you've got to do it to build your business. Um, there's a lot of advice out there that to make more money, you can reduce your costs. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. However, don't reduce your, quali reduce your quality. Yeah, um, definitely, don't. And if the strategy there to reduce your outgoings is to make more money, make more sales, that will make you more money. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that might not be the case if you've got a product that you're actually manufacturing yourself and it will make you or break you if you're making too much more however on the whole if you sell more you'll make more yeah and I and I think that's something we all tend to shy away about really thinking about so I think today's um, podcast has been really useful so thank you Nathan thank you for having me um, it's been lovely uh, really enjoyed having you here and um, thank you for sharing um, this is Nicola the people mentor signing off for today see you next time thank you bye, bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.